welcome. You've got mail. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of TechStream, where we have the best in tech that's going on and things that you're thinking about and don't have anybody to talk about it with. Well, that's what we're here for. My name is Seth Everett. He is Shelly Palmer. And Shelly, you know, you're basking in the glow of CES. You had such a great time. And we did our CES wrap-up show. But one thing that came up, and I always find this topic fascinating, is new tech. Because when new tech is announced, I always wonder, is that really much better than the tech I already have? Of course. And that's always been the debate. And televisions slash monitors seem to be the newest rave. Um, There's been so much talk about there's the newest monitor. I don't know that my eyes need a better monitor than the one I'm looking at right now. Oh, boy. What a loaded question. Well, let's break it down. So, Boy, that's funny. It's like we've done a podcast together. <laughs> no, but that is a loaded question. And and here's the thing. So there are always new monitors and new TVs are always coming out. And for years and years and years, the big question was, should I wait for it to get cheaper? Should I wait? Like, you know, should I wait is always the, the question. Um, now... It's a little confusing because there's like an alphabet soup of video monitors, and it's pretty significant. You start with LEDs, you go to OLEDs, QLEDs, mini LEDs, micro LEDs. Each one is slightly different. And this year at CES, we also had as many 8K TVs as you could possibly look at. Now, I think we would do well to break down the different types of dots or pixels, to break down the resolutions, 2K, 4K, and 8K, and give a little bit of guidance about what this stuff actually is and why it matters, or if it matters, to your point, does it matter at all that any of this is happening? So um, I think the best thing to do is to jump in and say the following. You can get a 65-inch 4K set for $400 at a big box retailer right now mm-hmm. or $4,000. Those are, those are your choices. That's the price range. So there is a reason some of them are 400 bucks. There's a reason some of them are $4,000. This cracks me up. And, and you know, you probably need to spend a few minutes understanding what it is. So I like to think about monitors in the context of size. Because, you know, Seth's size matters. <laughs> so, not, not according to Yoda. No, well, yeah, yeah. Judge or me Grogu, for that matter. Judge me by my size with you. Um. So here's the thing. How big a set you want matters just on a pure resolution basis. Now, when you say set, are you talking television or uh, monitor, like computer well, monitor? It, Okay, computer monitors a whole other animal, and gaming monitors a whole other animal. We'll get into those in a minute. Right now, we're talking big screen TVs. So that's fine. Now, if you're anything 32 inches and below, it's hard to determine whether it's a monitor or a TV, right? Because mm-hmm. 32 inches, I've got a, I've got a two 49 inch gaming monitors on my desk in front of me, sitting next to one another, and it's kind of like a giant wraparound display. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a 32-inch television, 32-inch monitor is same, 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 except from a resolution and a refresh standpoint. But 
one of the things that we'll talk about today, I, I'm just using like 65 inch TVs, 4K TVs as a standard. But here, here's the thing. If you're in a bedroom mm-hmm. and you're going to be 10, 12 feet from the set, some people like to sit all the way back in the movie theater and some people like to sit all the way up front, you know, third row or something like that. And so it all depends where you like to sit. Like if you like to sit all the way up close, I went to NYU film school. We were taught to sit in like the first or second row, look up and just be enveloped by the big screen. We watched every movie in college that way because we were all idiots. And so now I like, you know, giant screens. I mean, I just trained myself from a young age. Um, But I, I have a lot of friends who won't sit up close with me. You know, you go to a Star Wars movie back in the day and you know you want to sit in the third row and they're like no i gotta sit in the back it's like you're sitting in the back wait but so anyway that's all up to you it's all personal once you decide on the size though um that that's when resolution comes in so we'll start with resolution because these things uh have changed just a little bit with the advent of 8k so 2k or hd is known as 1080p uh, generally, it's 1080 progressive, and it's 1920 pixels across the bottom and 1080 pixels up and down. 2K is fine if you are going to be 10, 10 feet from the screen because you won't see the dots if you're 10 feet away from the screen. If you're going to be sitting at your desk looking at a 2K monitor, uh, depending on the size of it, you may or may not see the dots, although anything under probably 50 inches, 48 inches, you really won't see them. 4K resolution is... Uh, basically four times the pixel count. It's 3840 by 2160. Uh, it's also known as UHD or ultra high definition, uh, shorthand to this 4K. And that's the common resolution you'll see today. 4K will take you all the way up to about 80, 85 inches. Uh, you really don't need anything more than 4K to get a giant set. I mean, giant monitor. And then they've been pushing for the last few years, this idea of 8K, which is a, might as well be a theoretical resolution because they don't, you can't watch anything in 8K. Uh, that's 7680 by 4320. It's giant and it's four times bigger than 4K, right? So, I mean, from a pixel count, it's a lot of pixels, 78, uh, 7680 by 4320 pixels. So there's no need in the world unless you're up over a hundred inch screen at a hundred inches. If you get close enough to a 100-inch screen and it's 4K, you're going to see the dots. And the idea is you don't want to see the pixels. So the the thing that's most important here, oddly enough, isn't the pixel count because that's directly related to size. There are two uh, features, or I guess benefits, of 4K uh, ultra-high definition TVs that you really care about. One is called wide color gamut. And that is this kind of infinite color space uh, RGB, I don't know if you know those numbers, 0 to 255, you see for red, blue, and green, right? Remember those guys? Well, if you multiply, that's 256 uh, gradations of red, blue, and green. And if you um, multiply 256 by 256 by 256, you get 16.8 million. That's the total number of colors that an RGB monitor can give you. But a wide color gamut screen can theoretically give you an infinite color space. It's not really infinite, but it's a lot more colors. And then the other attribute you would want to pay attention to is the thing called HDR or high dynamic range. That's the difference between the blackest black and the whitest whites. And that's where these technologies start to differ pretty seriously. So I think we can look at this in the context of use cases. Seth, you're a sports fan. You're big into sports. You're like a sports guy. Uh, you're also a, movie a great guy. sports weekend too. Yeah, it was a great sports weekend. You're a movie guy. 
You love movies, but you're not so much of a gamer. I don't see you playing a lot of games. Uh, I'm a bit of a news junkie. I'm a movie fan. I love sports too. So I think what we will do is break these down, break these new monitor technologies down into um, how they how they might be used. Once you know the size and you know you kind of want a 4K set, now it's just a question of what you're going to get. Um, the the five kinds of sets available to you uh, in no particular order, I'll just put them in an order, uh, are um, LED, which is a light emitting diode set. And an LED set, the actual light emitting diodes, oddly enough, uh, don't emit any light. <laughs> they emit color. And there's a light behind, there's a backlight behind the liquid crystal right. display. Um, and that's what we call an LED set. Now, the next level up, if you will, is QLED, this idea of quantum dot uh, light emitting diodes. And these actually uh, use a special kind of backlight coated with these quantum dots, and it gives you a wider range of colors. There's two new technologies, uh, micro LED and mini LED. Micro LED, uh, they're small, hence the term micro. And they're placed incredibly close together, so you're able to get really high pixel counts. And they're very energy efficient, so they last forever. And mini LEDs, they're also uh, relatively small in size. I mean, all pixels pixels are small in size. But there's a these mini LEDs are more like LEDs in that there is a panel placed behind them in regions to backlight them. And, of course, the grand uh, daddy of them all, or I guess... I, I was going to say Grand Poobah. Grand, grand grandparents. That's an old movies. reference. Yeah, actually, it's none of those things. The um, pinnacle. You couldn't see that on a good. Uh, you couldn't see a grand poobah on a big monitor like that. I, I probably I don't even know what a grand poobah is, but it, it sounds it's from the grand. Flintstones. It's right, the no, no, Flintstone. I, I know. I it, I was trying not to date myself with with Fred and Barney, <laughs> and Betty and Wilma. But anyway, my buddies, um, OLEDs, pure organic light emitting diodes. OLEDs are considered the best of the best. They obviously are self-emitting, or not obviously, but they are self-emitting, uh, meaning that they uh, create their own light. Therefore, they can go to perfect black. Uh, the color space is fantastic. The only thing about OLEDs that's a little bit of a drag is that it's, they don't have super long lifespans. I mean, you're talking, you know, it's five to 10 years, depending on your usage, and it's going to be washed out and kind of dead. And the other thing is with an OLED screen, if you leave the TV on, you know how nowadays like a CNN will leave the CNN logo in the lower corner all the time, like just all the time. It always is CNN. Uh, actually, the bugs for everything. You know, it doesn't matter what network you're watching. Certainly the news networks leave them on all the time. That will burn in to the set and it won't go away. So you have to be really careful with OLEDs to turn them off and to change the channels off and not leave them on all day because they will burn in, but they're so good for movies and this, the picture just can't be beat. And the pricing goes like this. Um, LED is the cheapest you can find. If you're a news junkie and you just want to watch news on a 65 inch set, a lot of talking heads don't do a whole lot. You don't want it to burn in. You can find yourself a $400 65 inch 4k set. LED and the drugs set. you'll need afterwards. Yeah. You can easily find that at, at Walmart or, or, <laughs> or Best Buy there. I mean, I'm not shilling for these guys, but just last week in the circular, the weekend circular Walmart was at a $500. I think it was a Vizio for 400 bucks. Um, they're always in that range that their led sets, they have slow refresh rates. If you're not playing video games on them. You're not, uh, you can watch a movie for sure. I mean, you really enjoy a movie on it. It's going to look just fine. 
If you're budget conscious and and most of what you watch is talking heads, that's where you go. Gamers need high refresh rates and gamers are looking for very high quality video. We'll talk about gaming monitors separately in a second, but QLEDs are probably where the gamers are going to go. Um, for movie fans, anywhere between, call it 15 and $4,000 is going to buy you an OLED, good old-fashioned, real-live OLED set, which is kind of what you want if you're a movie lover. going to give you the blackest blacks, the whitest whites, the highest contrast ratio, the widest color gamut. It's going to be the nicest for movies that you're going to find. And for sports fans, while an OLED set is great, the new micro LEDs or mini LEDs have really high refresh rates or can if you spend enough money. Uh, they'll run you anywhere from like a thousand to three thousand dollars. But if you don't want to see any tearing, like when you someone throws a football and you, you know, sometimes you see that kind of tearing or the grass gets blotchy or the sky gets blotchy and uh, on a set that won't happen with a micro LED or a mini LED. And that's pretty much the story, right? You're looking at LED, QLED, OLED, uh, QLED, mini LED, and micro LED. Sounds like a lot of different LEDs, but at the end of the day, size price and then features you need to know if you need a high refresh rate or not the one monitor i saw at cs that had me just uh gawking at it if you will was a, a 49 inch thing they call the the odyssey geo um neat rather neo g9 it's a sam it's a new samsung it's like putting two 27 inch monitors together it's 5120 by 1440 resolution so it's short and wide it's curved uh, they have really done a nice job with it. They actually, when you're seeing that and you're saying to yourself, that's better than what I have in my home. Yeah. I mean, for what See, I but do, but this they... is what I'm listening to. Like I'm hearing you say this and I, what I don't understand that there's, I, I, I cannot see a monitor. Now, granted, I didn't go to CES, but what I did do is I go to uh, Best Buy or, sure, or, or, or a, a, any store. And I see these monitors and I say to myself, just the, the 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 irritation of having to get that monitor on my wall is not worth it. Like there's not that much of a change, and I can't tell you which LED monitor I have. All I know is when Disney Plus announced that they were putting out their Marvel movies in 4K, I tried one. Yeah, it looked the same. Well, and it looks great, and it looks great. Do you have a, great, do you, do you have a but, 4K set or a 2K set? I believe it's a 4K set. So then it would look exactly the same. Here's the thing, Seth, and I think it's really important. And what you just said, I believe deeply in my heart. In the store, when you look at monitor A and monitor B, you will be able to tell a difference, although you might not have a preference one way or the other, but you'll be able to tell a difference between two monitors. Right. But the people listening to the podcast know this, like they have a monitor already. Right. But if you go to a store and you AB them, you'll see a difference. And you may or may not have a preference, and you may or may not believe one is better than the other. When you get it home, they all look amazing. Right. End of story. When you get it home, they all look amazing. The only reason to buy a new TV monitor right now, TV set, TV monitor right now. And we should also say TV set versus TV monitor. A TV set or versus video monitor. These are two actually different flavor uh, items. A TV set has a screen, which you know. It also has a TV tuner in it, meaning it will tune in television over the air, in this case, digital television. And most TVs today are sold with some smart TV componentry to it, where the TV set has some smart features. A video monitor 
uh, does not have necessarily uh, speakers. It may have speakers like for a beep, but it's not going to necessarily have like a, a an audio system the way that a television would. Um, it's not going to have smart features. It's going to be a monitor. It's a screen. So they're very different in price. And if you're doing pixel perfect artwork, if you're doing, uh, you work in Figma or Sketch and you're doing pixel perfect artwork for uh, front end web design, or you're an artist, or you are someone who works in Photoshop or any of the Adobe products all day long, and you are are just trying to get you know great artwork done, you want a monitor that's you know at a specific color spec that is verified at that color spec. You want to know if it's this blue, it's really this blue. Is this green? It's really this green. Like you need all that, and you need to know when you put something on a pixel that that's where it really is displaying, and that's where it really is. There, a high-resolution monitor, like a five or a six-K monitor for your computer, makes sense. These run anywhere from three to five thousand bucks. They're expensive. Apple has one for like six thousand dollars if you get the stand. They're expensive, but people who need that know what who they are and they get that stuff right gamers they just want higher refresh rates and so if you're gaming you don't need sound sound's going to come from your headphones or from external speakers and you're looking for the highest refresh rate you can possibly get in the highest resolution picture that's what the gamers are looking for you and i are movie people and 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 you know we like to watch streaming video any set will do that literally any other 400 set's going to do it Definitely do it. So the only time you're going to need to buy a new set is if you change rooms and you need a bigger size or, if, you know, someone or if it dies. But, that, but that's my thing. I, what, what what they keep working on, and I guess I, I want to kind of wrap it this way, what they keep working on, what are they improving? They're like improving the 2023 well, model. What's better about the 2023 model than the 2021 model? It's a great question. And so in every case, at the high end, it's their smart features, which most of us don't need because we already have some kind of voice system in the house and we already have, maybe you're using Roku or Apple TV or you're using uh, a, an Amazon Fire Stick. And so you don't need the TV to have smart features. Any monitor becomes a smart TV with those devices plugged into That's it. Right. So you don't need- And I recommend don't get a smart TV. I always say just get the hardware because yeah. Apple TV is better, superior to everything. Pretty much uh, all of them. Also, the TV set can't evolve. Once you have it on the wall, whatever the technology is that day, and it was already a year old when you got right. it. So it's like you're, any smart TV you buy is already totally like behind the curve. So there's no point that I can imagine buying something for its smart TV features. That makes, that makes no sense. But they improve them every year. The other thing they're improving um, is image quality and... And I think it's important to remember that most 2K content looks okay in a 4K set when they upconvert it to 4K. Some of those AI-assisted uh -huh. upconverters are really, really, really amazing. So, right, you're, they, so, you're like Seinfeld never looked like that. Yeah, yeah. So it gives you a better picture. But that I'm looks, just trying but, to practically apply this. But you know those what I'm saying? Improvements like the technology don't, sounds great. How does this work for me? And honestly, Seth, they, it doesn't matter. Unless you need a new TV set, there is no reason to, like, from Sorry. 2K to 4K, yeah, sure. If the set's over 65 inches. Or or if your 2K set didn't have wide color gamut or didn't have high dynamic range, which it probably didn't if you bought it a few years back and didn't spend a lot of money for it, then you're going to see a much better picture. Oddly enough, not because of the pixels. You're going to see it because of the high dynamic range and the wide color gamut. That's going to give you the great picture. Once you got one of those, it really doesn't matter if it was $400 or $4,000. 
um, unless you're doing very specific applications, you're not going to know. You're not going to know. You're not going to know. So That's... here's what here's what I tell everyone. This is uh, TechStream's advice to you. Monitors and televisions are in the eye of the beholder. Go into Best Buy or wherever you want to go buy your your B&H photo, wherever you're going. See something you like. And if it looks good to you, take it home and take no one else's right. opinion because you are the world's foremost expert on the picture quality that you like. End of story. Right. And and right. And don't don't listen to salespeople and no. don't get get fooled. Nope. And these are hard things to Google because what happens is when you Google like best monitors, you get oh. a lot of sponsored posts. No. You know what? There are three or four name brands, and we all know what they are. There's Sony and Samsung. There are some sub brands that do fairly well, like Vizio. Uh, you know, there are the, the the Chinese companies TCL, which makes a, a beautiful set. Um, higher, high sense. ZT. I like that you keep calling them sets. You're like the most modern old guy. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna. But they are sets. In other words, they have yeah. television tuners in them. They have stereo speakers in them. They are technically sets. It's not an old got guy a new television set. No, but it's but it's not an old it's not an old guy uh, uh, new guy okay boomer thing. These are very specific feature sets. If you buy a straight monitor, that's a totally different animal. That means you're going yeah. to have an external audio system. Hopefully not a sound bar because I despise them. But that means you're putting in a, a Dolby 5.1 system, which is a completely external audio system. It means you're getting Apple TV, Roku, yep. Fire Stick. It's a full other set of kit if you're going for a straight up monitor. So I'm, I'm, I know it sounds like an OK Boomer thing calling it a set, but it actually is a term of art. A TV set has specific features. A video monitor has no features. It's a That's monitor. Right. So, you know, you can buy you you by the way, you can go buy a commercial monitor at 80 inches for about the same money you can buy an 80 inch TV set. The monitor is going to be a lot higher quality, last forever. You will now need to eat, add speakers and you're going they won't have a remote control of any kind. You're going to need to add some kind of way to get your television signal, your streaming signals, whatever it is you're looking for. You know, you get if you get a a, a Roku or you get a, a Fire Stick or an Apple TV, you will have a television set based on a monitor, a sound system, and whatever that is. So as long as you know what the kit is, the rest of it, yeah, the rest of it is up to you. Um, I don't have, by the way, in my house, every TV set is is treated as a monitor because we don't we don't use any of the smart features built into the sets. We don't. Correct. It's they're nonsense. They are. They are. So they are. they all don't work as well. Like they, they all don't work as well. Smart TVs. I, I, I've said it for a decade now. Smart TVs are not smart. They're, they're They slow you down. Apple TV is is phenomenal. What I did and just just for a little little tip is I went to Amazon and I bought extra power cords for Apple TV. So we own three Apple TVs. There's one stationary in our living room and another one in our bedroom. And then we have a third one that floats between my office, our basement, and our kitchen because all three rooms we barely use. And so what I bought was for $20, I bought power cords. And so the power cords are strung into the furniture. And then all you have to do is take the little box and you plug the the box in and voila, you have your Apple TV. How funny. Yeah. And they sync together. If you have multiple ones, if you download an app on one, they go to the other ones and they sync to your phone. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. The the Apple products are plus. We are. um, As much as I hate Macs. I yeah, love and Apple you TV. do. Yeah, we're we're all Fire TV here with Google. Google TV is the, or rather, yeah. YouTube TV is the paid service, if you will. 
Right. I mean, it's it like Coke and Pepsi. Coke and Pepsi. That's exactly right. I'm sure they're they're wonderful, but that's the difference. You know what the best monitor for a podcast is? Your ears. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>